I'm Piers Morgan, Uncensored tonight. Britain crowns a new king in spine-tingling style. Has this festival of royal fervour silenced the doubters? Or did the silencing of protesters mar the celebrations? We'll debate. A British actress sparks outrage by slamming the royal balcony as terribly white. So did the coronation really have a diversity problem? And is our monarchy terribly white, or is that a terrible opinion? We'll debate that too. But she's one of the Republican Party's rising stars in America, one of the most controversial politicians there. Many think Carrie Lake could even be Donald Trump's future running mate. Tonight, she joins me. From the News Building in London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. The eyes of the world were on Britain this weekend. 300 million pairs of them, in fact. A record. And once again, we pulled it off. Once again, we did it in spine-tingling fashion. Every boot was shining. Every jewel was glistening. There wasn't a foot or a feather out of place. The monarchy is the face that Britain shows to the world and to the thousands of servicemen and women, the countless volunteers and the legions of police who made it safe. We salute you for making us proud. The doom-mongers told us nobody really cares about the monarchy anymore. They might want to look away. Well, I was at Buckingham Palace on Saturday. It was absolutely magnificent. It made me proud to be British. If it didn't make you proud to be British, something wrong with you. Coronation weekend was a celebration of what this country does best, a millennium of history, stuffed with brilliantly bonkers traditions and rituals, effortlessly side by side, with a celebration of modern Britain at its dazzling and diverse best. But, of course, it wasn't for everybody. Liverpool fans chose to boo and heckle the national anthem and have a load of offensive banners on a day when most of the country was celebrating it. We live in a free democracy. Ironically, that's part of what we were celebrating. They have the right to sour those celebrations in that manner, and I have the right to say I think they're pathetic. And I feel exactly the same way about the anti-monarchy protesters, 64 of whom were arrested, many of them preemptively. They have a right to demonstrate against the royal family, even if theirs is a minority view that I don't agree with. And there should be, in my view, an investigation into whether police overstepped the mark by arresting them. But at the same time, let's give the police credit for this. This was one of the biggest national security operations in living memory, and it followed two other enormous similar operations for the Platinum Jubilee and the Queen's funeral. And there were no events to mar it. Nothing went off that could have taken all the headlines away to negativity or worse. Credit to them for that. But have we really got to a place where people can't protest in that way? I'm not so sure I feel good about that. 
Now, if any cretinous protester had managed to bolt themselves to street furniture or spook horses on the parade or thrown things at the carriage, I'd be leading the charge saying that they were idiots wrecking a spectacle. But they didn't do that, and I'm not sure that they reached the bar required to be arrested in the way that they were. But for the most part, it was a magnificent couple of days, wasn't it? Prince William, I thought, spoke for the whole nation when he said this at the concert last night. Good evening, Your Majesties. Good evening, Windsor. As my grandmother said when she was crowned, coronations are a declaration of our hopes for the future. And I know she's up there fondly keeping an eye on us, and she'll be a very proud mother. Paul, we are all so proud of you. I think we all felt the same pride uh, in our king and in his heir and in all the other royals who turned up and did their duty. Not so much the one who turned up for a few hours and skulked around and snarled and mumbled his way through an anthem he didn't want to sing and didn't want to really pay any tribute to his father or anybody else before getting back on his plane back to California. I'm not going to mention his name. I don't like to intrude in the private grief of somebody who just realised he's turned into Roger Irrelevant. At a time when so much about this country feels like it's not working, when we've had to endure so much through a cost-of-living crisis, a pandemic, a war raging in Europe, we managed to pull off another spectacular state event, the third in the space of a year, and they're all flawless. We've got plenty to be hopping mad about, but this weekend shows the monarchy is not one of them. I'm joined now by Talk TV contributor Esther Cracker, Talk TV presenter Rosanna Lockwood, and Kevin McGuire, who, of course, from the Associated Association, is hopping mad about the Royals because you can't stand them. <laughs> you must have even... Even you, McGuire, must have looked at those events on Saturday and thought, I've backed the wrong horse here. No, it left me completely cold. It shows you what you're <laughs> going to achieve if you spend an awful lot of public money, though, £250 million. It's a shame we don't put that into more Actually, public services. Actually, money incredibly well spent. Yeah. For, for what that showed the world about a country that's been ridiculed post-Brexit, ridiculed in many other ways, what for losing our power, losing our status, we showed the world if there's one thing we do better than anybody else out there, it's that kind of... What, we're, uh, we're a Disney state, a Disney country. We're not with, a Disney country. Uh, you know, with a, with a king who gets the job because his mother had it and she got it because uh, her father had it. I mean, what's that say well, about I'm Britain? I'm sorry, but I, I think I would rather that than to, to be in France, where literally people are setting fire to the country in protest of their president, or in the, the US, where I don't yeah. want to even talk about a president. But Trump. they're not. They're not. They're not setting fire to anything in well, France. That, but I'm sorry. Because they don't have a monarchy. I, I don't. They beheaded their monarchs. I would argue we, we, we have we have both of those here. We have protesters that could set fire yeah, to exactly. things if they wanted. We also have a monarchy, which is a really powerful, soft power tool. Exactly. I understand the arguments against hereditary uh, power, Kev, but it is very important for our economy, for our outward-looking face. You know I'm probably one of these globalists, but I think it's one of the powerful tools we've got. More people go to Legoland in Windsor than go to Windsor Castle. I mean, I think this tourist well, I mean, line is just massively over. I think they're free to well, look, do that. Here's my view. You're entitled to your opinion. We live in a democracy. Mm. I believe yeah. in free speech. We've always disagreed about this, but we've stayed sort of cordial yeah. over the years. <laughs> I want to bring in now Graham Smith, CEO of Republic, who was arrested on Saturday morning. Well, thank you for joining me, Mr. Smith. I've got to say, uh, on balance, I don't think you should have been arrested. 
Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, I hadn't done anything wrong, so I think that's quite clear. Um, people who have not committed an offence obviously should not be arrested and detained for 16 hours. Now, we spent four months talking to the police. We were very clear in our plans, right down to the detail of uh, how many placards we had, what they said, the fact that we had amplification equipment. They were very clear that they had no problem with those plans. We turned up, they descended on us in large numbers, arrested us and detained us uh, unlawfully, in my view. So this was a direct attack on democracy, because democracy requires the freedom to dissent. And it basically renders this country that no longer has the right to protest, but only has the freedom to protest contingent on the permission of senior officers and uh, ministers. I guess, I guess the concern, to play devil's advocate <clears throat> from their point of view, was that you had this massive event that was a huge security event in many ways, and they couldn't be sure, I guess, that all of your protesters in your group would not do something stupid. And we've seen a lot of very, very stupid acts of wanton vandalism from a lot of protest groups well, in the last few months. And maybe they just took a view, you know what, <clears throat> actually we're going to take a bit of a hit on this in terms of publicity, potentially. Well, that's completely but we may, unacceptable. We may, but we you may cannot... stop people causing mayhem and wrecking the day for everybody else. You cannot arrest on some kind of hunch that someone else might do something. I have got a, you know, I've been doing this 20 years. The public has been around for a long time. We have got an impeccable record of um, being lawful and peaceful. We've been protesting recently uh, in the vicinity of the king over, you know, five different cities in the last four weeks, five weeks, whatever it was. And we have always uh, carried out peaceful protests. You cannot have a situation where the police can simply pick people off the street in order to stop them from protesting. It is absolutely disgraceful. Um, and it is a direct attack on uh, on our democracy. And, you know, we were, it is a legitimate view held by, you know, almost a third of the people now. Uh, and it has to be challenged that we have a quarter of a billion pounds being wasted on a vanity parade by a man who is head of a corrupt institution who is himself being reported to the police um, and uh, citizens have every right to very loudly protest against that yeah, look, and the police hey, were look. clearly under instructions to stage a premeditated uh, unjust yeah, arrest or peaceful protest. I, I don't agree with anything you just said about the King but I, I absolutely defend your right to do a peaceful protest and I think that's what we should have in a democracy like ours and I know that you should have been arrested. So I appreciate you joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you. OK, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one, Esky. The police have got a very fine line. I'm told the police at these events foil all sorts of stuff mm. that we never hear about, uh, some of it very serious. So they're very twitchy, obviously, and concerned not to allow them to spiral. But it did seem a bit of an overreach, this. I, the thing is, but he said that the police are not actually allowed to arrest you on a hunch. Actually, they are, because it's better to be safe than sorry. And I think if they were in a situation where they were spooking the horses or actually posed some sort of threat, or if the, 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 the police said that a lot of their criteria was someone that looked unusual, they do have a duty primarily to protect the wider public. Now, obviously, there will be an investigation into, it, into this because that's the kind of country we live in, which is a very good thing. Um, but I do think that the police were erring on the side of caution, and I don't have a problem with it. So Rosanna, I saw you sort of nodding along to Grace. What do you feel? Yeah, I've lived in some... Um, worked as a journalist in pretty dark and autocratic mm. regimes. And when I heard about the police using sort of facial recognition software and this type of thing, I understand that this is the way that most modern democracies are going, but I think that's quite worrying and concerning. Mm. We've managed to police major events like this with these types of protesters for decades without needing that kind of software, without needing preemptive arresting. Mm. I agree with Esther in saying there will be inquiries into this and that's yeah. a good thing. But when people say, oh, well, if you don't like being a protester here, try doing that in Russia, well, 
thanks very much. I don't want this to be like Russia. Yeah, I sort of agree with that. Um, I want to show a picture of Penny Mordaunt and her massive sword. Because <laughs> this is where a politician just gets lucky, where they get some ceremonial role, no-one was quite sure what it means, and then they pop up in the middle of the coronation and basically steal the show, Kevin. I mean, Absolutely. Penny Mordaunt is now the Pippa Middleton. Do you remember at the wedding she stole the show? With her derriere, we now have uh, Penny Morden. Yeah, look, she's a Royal Navy reservist, was doing press-ups to practice, 51 minutes holding that eight-pound sword. <laughs> if Rishi Sunak uh, fears he's for the chop, I the Tories, uh, he'll be worried now about Penny Morden. Now, she was given the job of Leader of the House of Commons to get her out of the way. I know. It's got to be a profile. But she... Uh, <laughs> all I've had are America's going, who's this Penny yeah. Morden? <laughs> when does she want to be in my next movie? Yeah. <laughs> My favourite descriptor I've seen of her is quite a sort of millennial one, but this, but the forbidden milf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh dear God. I don't know if we can say that. Actually, I think you just did. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting about it was was the completely, well, I was just sort of airbrushing really of Prince Harry, who shuffled in with the only royals still talking to him, Beatrice and Eugenie and their husbands and was then obliterated by Princess Anne's plumage from her hat, yeah, yeah. which was absolutely hilarious. It reminded me of the candle they put in front of Meghan Markle. Yeah. Do you remember at the Queen's funeral to stop her being seen? Uh, but in a way, that kind of obliteration of him physically on camera summed up, I felt, the, the whole thing with him. I don't think people really care whether he turned up or not. Yeah. And when he left, it was like, well, so what? You're no longer one of the ones we care about. It's about the king, his queen, his heir, and their kids. You know, she they had rehearsals, so she knew where she was sitting and he was sitting, so he'll have known yeah. it would block his view. I bet he wishes he'd taken a pair of garden shears <laughs> to take it down, but it... It, it, it was sad. He looked forlorn. Yeah. Uh, he, looked out of, he looked uncomfortable within... Like, with well, you know what? Yeah. If I could have booked trashing my entire family and uh, well, had to, yeah. no, and no, had no, to no. rock up in a church full of them, yeah. I'd probably feel a bit uncomfortable you, too. You reap what you sow to some Not one degree. of them. I mean, I Princess Anne, I think, had one exchange with him. Other than that, not a single member of the royal family even bothered to acknowledge it. It was he, incredible. He, sh he shouldn't have been there. Him Apart from the two princesses. Do you find it at all sad, though? Yeah. I actually feel sad for Charles, actually. I feel sad for Charles that his son has behaved like such a sport little brat mm. um, and has gone so rogue. And I, I think Harry will regret this. Yeah, and of course. He, 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 if one of my kids behaved like this, I would be utterly incensed. They yeah. certainly wouldn't be allowed to family events. Anyway, come back uh, in a moment, uh, Pack. We're going to talk next about this allegation that the monarchy is terribly white. The actress Ajoa Ando has caused uproar following comments that she made about the royal family on the Buckingham Palace balcony during the coronation. We'll debate that next. It's an image that's synonymous with the British monarchy, a royal family photo set on the Buckingham Palace balcony. The people across the world are willing to camp out in the pouring rain just to catch a glimpse of in person. This is how the actress Adjua Ando decided to describe the moment that King Charles and Queen Camilla appeared for the first time following their coronation, flanked by their family, on the famous balcony. We've gone from the, uh, the, uh, the rich diversity of the Abbey to a terribly white balcony. I'm very <laughs> struck by yes. that. 
The Netflix star who plays Lady Danbury in Bridgerton has now apologised for upsetting people after her comments called a backlash on social media. But did she have a point? Or was her opinion actually the thing that was terrible? Well, let's discuss this now with uh, Paula Rowan, Adrian and Tessa Dunlop. So, Paula, here's my problem with this. Mm. Imagine for a moment we talked about the Tongan royal family. And I said, wow, they're terribly Polynesian or terribly black. What would you have said? So, I can't answer that question because I don't know the history of the Tongan royal family. Well, they're but Polynesian. I do, but I do know the history of this royal family to the extent that there are people of colour in this royal family. We haven't seen, for example, the descendants of Anaya, her name was, until she was baptised, Sarah Forbes Bonetta. We don't have the descendants of, for example, princess, uh, the princesses who came from, from India. Why, why not? But they're not the kids of the senior working royals. They the only criteria for being on the balcony Victoria's is they're the senior family. members of the family, who, part... by the way, happened to be white... When was that a crime? Here's that you a can family's shout, white. You can shout because you know that what I'm about to say is going to upset you because it's right. Piers, Queen Victoria had a wonderful family portrait, and that family portrait included people of colour. Where are those descendants? Why aren't they on the balcony? Where is Meghan? Where are her where children? Where is Meghan? Where is Dory? <laughs> I tell you where, where Meghan are, was. Where are Meghan they? Meghan is at her $11 million mansion in California, which is gained from the proceeds of trashing the royal family for the last three <clears> years. That's where she is. I accept that the adverb of terribly probably wasn't what I would choose. You think? Dis disappointingly, right. All right, I would. Some. Adjua actually goes to my local church and she's a seriously good egg. And I think she just had a sort of instinctive reaction that, wow, the people on that balcony don't look like they represent me. I would actually move away from the idea of very distant descendants because that would have looked like curious casting just for the sake of pleasing the press. And I would have suggested we missed a trick. And I said this on your show and I've said it elsewhere and I've been decried by all the royal press pack. The casting of those honorary page boys was a massive ball drop. There was no criteria to say, for instance, George, Prince George, being a page boy was absolutely against protocol to have somebody in line to succession I have a list being here. in a survey. So, my, my, just my, can I just get I my suggestion no, no. out? I have a list here, because you came out with all this claptrap last week. I can't even read these two cards, which are all the examples of diversity of the people yeah. in Westminster Abbey. It goes on and on and rightly on. That was the most multicultural service this country has ever put on. The idea it wasn't... It, it was too white is completely ridiculous. It appears we are talking about the intimate royal family, which, you'll remember, was rocked by now unfounded accusations of racism. They're Bear white with people! Me. Bear with me. No, they're not all family people members. of colour. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to tell you, the Lord Chomney is not a relation. All right. Nicholas Barclay up there, the one of the patriots, is not a relation. You. So, let so, me ask you a question. You got married, right? Yes. In your wedding snaps, how many non-white people are there? Um, it was a state occasion. Uh, it was not uh, a personal question. wedding. Simple question. And the king... It's not a simple question. It's not a simple question. It's actually I, detracting Let the record show you issue. haven't answered my question. It's detracting from yeah. the issue. Hang on. It's simplifying I simply the asked how many non-white people will be in your wedding pictures. They were all Romanian because I got married to a Romanian. I want to suggest so they're all that white. the Tongan, the Tongan just family... Just to be clear... They were all white. Just to be clear, you, I, didn't, you didn't go around and try and find some people it's, who it's weren't immediate family and put them in your picture to look more... Diverse. But this I, isn't I, a royal family who would have had to look very far, Peers, and that's the point. Well, you're they talking about Meghan Markle. To, Why would they want her there? Very far. 
I'm so sorry, you mentioned Tonga earlier. The king of Tonga or queen is not also the monarch of 14 other realms. Why not get 14 boys and girls from those 14 other realms? That's diversity. Because actually, That's if you looked at, if you looked at the congregation honor. and who was invited and looked at the procession of 7,000 people, there were literally hundreds and thousands, actually, of people who were not white in both of those, but right? Not it intimate. just so happens that in the senior members of our royal family, they are white people, which last time I checked in this country is not illegal. You are allowed to be white. There was no suggestion, and, I, and I, this is ramping up uh, unfairly what Joe was, uh, was said. And remember, uh, no, it's she, not. And, she and said, remember, they were terribly she said white. lots of wonderful things about the coronation. She, she said lots of wonderful she said things the about the royal family. But she was talking about the contrast. I so think it's a terribly bad to, view. We need to put it There's, in. And I would go as far as to call it race baiting. It's what? drawing some weird racial dimension to a, a family we know the senior members of that family are white, we know their kids are white. What's the problem? It was not their they kids. Made, they made the service and the procession more multicultural than anything of its kind in the history of the world, but probably. Piers, and all I'm hearing is, you're all terribly white. It's it, pathetic. No. But, Piers, it was about the friends. They could have cast it differently. Because Paige How many Boys friends did you have in your wedding honor. pictures? None. But it's a state occasion. Because your not family were all wedding. white. Charles and Camilla so were You don't practice married. what you preach. No, I, I'm not talking about their personal Charles and Camilla wedding. We're talking yeah. about a state occasion yeah. where the Page Boys and the Honorary Maids of Honor could have been recruited differently. It was a real chance. So you could have recruited people who were not immediate members of your family. You just go off and find random people no. to tick some diversity. But no, it's, it's ridiculous. They could not have been more diverse. This is not about in the planning a diversity box. This is not about ticking a diversity box. And I have to actually say about King Charles, he has said himself, look, this is time that we start to look inward mm. in terms of the role that the royal family played in the slave trade. And that's important, bearing in mind. Don't even get me started on that. We have a to government who's only just recently finished paying compensation to slave owners. All right. 2015 That's another years. debate. And by the way, we will have that debate because that is a nonsense too. The know? idea that this king, who couldn't be less racist, literally couldn't be if he tried or if I paid him, is I going to have to pay people or order the payments to people from centuries ago for stuff that isn't happening now to anybody connected to that is nonsensical. To me, maybe I'm the mad one though. Maybe it was all terrible or maybe actually I'm right. Thank you, Hank. Uncensored next, she's the election-denying former news anchor who's blazing a trail in US politics. Carrie Lake's one of the most controversial politicians in America. What does she think of our royal family? And what is she going to do about guns in America, given the latest massacre? She joins me next in the studio. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, Carrie Lake spent 22 years as a news anchor in Arizona. She's now gone to the dark side of politics. And she's a rising star in the Republican Party, arguably one of its more controversial figures. Lake has been repeatedly touted as a potential running mate for Donald Trump, a claim she emphatically denies, so it may be true. But she has hinted at a run for the Senate. Well, this weekend, she happened to be in London to witness history with the coronation of King Charles. And to my delight, you've agreed to come in to my lair and meet me face to face. So, Carrie Lake, lovely to meet you. It's so good to be here. It's wonderful to be in London. Um, we were here for a, a, quite a bit of history with the coronation. And what did you make of it? I thought it was amazing. You know, I'm, I'm all for countries making sure that they maintain their culture. And that is such a huge part of British culture. It was wonderful. It was so, you know, the people of London are tough. Mm. That rain coming from the desert of Arizona, <laughs> I was kind of like, do we want to stand in the rain any longer? And then I decided, you know what, for history, it's worth it. That was like a summer's day for us, <laughs> what you were moaning about. But it was, uh, it was an amazing it was event. How do you feel about a monarchy? Because I think a lot of Americans, it's interesting, obviously you drove us out, you drove King George yes, III out, um, and that's how you gained independence as a country. Obviously, I think that was a terrible strategic <laughs> error by the Americans. Um, but you did. What do you feel about the idea of a monarchy? There's a whole debate raging in this country. Some people believe it's kind of had its time. Well, I think, I think the culture of, of England is amazing. And I'm all for 190 different countries in the world maintaining their culture. And it's a really beautiful part of the culture mm. of England. Uh, it's not something we're for. Obviously, you know, 200 and roughly 40-plus years ago, we threw off the shackles of the monarchy in a, in a revolution and uh, maintained and, and secured our freedom. So it's not for us, but I, I love the culture. I love going to other countries and experiencing their culture. And it's truly remarkable what you have here in England. And, you know, this hasn't happened for, what, 70 years? 
Yeah. So I mean, that's the extraordinary... You weren't alive, I don't no, believe. thank you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe. Happened, Obviously, I was nowhere near old enough to have been <laughs> of there. Um, no, so but I mean, I'm 58, wonderful. and the last coronation happened 12 years before I was born. Yes, it's I mean, pretty extraordinary to have gone through my entire life with one monarch. Yes, and I think it's really amazing that, you know, it all goes back to God. I mean, there's just a, a really a vein of, of God and Christianity that kind of runs through this as well. Mm. And I thought it was beautiful. I think the pomp and circumstance was beautiful. Again, it's not for us. We were not part of the monarch. Didn't give you little itchy feet to get no, the royals back, it in, did not. back in charge? <laughs> but I did find it wonderful. I found the people have been incredibly polite and charming. And um, I, I'm enjoying my stay in London. My sister actually lives here, so it was wonderful to, to visit with her a bit as well. Now, I want to talk to you. We've just talked about a rather to what many Americans think, an anachronistic part of our culture. So let me talk about what we in Britain would see as an anachronistic part of your culture, and that's guns. Now, I've, I'm not going to start lecturing you about guns. It's your country, your laws, your culture. I get all that. But there was another mass shooting this week, and it comes off the back of endless mass shootings, more this year already than any other recorded year, nearly 200, I think, now. And the, the, the sort of scale and volume of these mass shootings seems to be getting worse and worse. What is the answer? I mean, what, what do you think can be done? Because a million new guns are sold every month, so the volume of guns in circulation exponentially increases. The power of them seems to be getting uh, bigger. Young people seem to be suffering, in particular, a lot of mental health issues. And it's turning into this awful... Groundhog Day cocktail mm -hmm. of people apparently going mad and committing heinous mass shootings. What do you think the answer is? Kind of here we are again, right? Right. And and I think I know you're a father and I'm a mother, and mm. it's it's painful to see anybody any loss of life, especially you know you never expect your children to die before you do. Mm. And in some of these shootings, we've had children dying and adults dying, and we just had a, a car um, run down a mm. bunch of people recently as well. We're not banning cars or attempting to ban cars. You're regulating cars. Often... We're regulating them from driving through crowds. Well, no, but it's a very interesting piece by Nick Christoph in the New York Times a few years ago, comparing what happened actually with car regulation and comparing it to gun regulation. That cars used to kill a lot of people in America, mm -hmm. going back 100 years when they first came along. And they brought in a series of regulations from wearing seat belts, to having to have insurance, to having to be registered but for them. But that doesn't pierce that no, no, I, I, someone I, driving a car into No, no, but here's my point. My point was that his point was, in this very interesting column, was that there were a series of regulations were brought in, and the combined effect was that the mortality rate from car deaths decreased... But we're talking about separate things. I know, here. but hang on, but you raise cars. They decreased <laughs> by 95%. And it was a very interesting piece, which is, why don't you just regulate guns like you did cars. There are millions, tens of millions of, of gun owners in America mm. who wouldn't dream of doing a mass shooting. They're legal, they they're own their guns legally, and we have a Second Amendment. It's, it's a God-given right. Mm. It's in our Constitution. Do you think the we, Founding we, Fathers, wait, though, wait, would, would they have been comfortable, Carrie? Would the Founding Fathers have been comfortable watching this absolutely never-ending series of mass shootings? Would they have thought that was what they meant by the Second Amendment, the or would they have looked to perhaps to tailor it to modern times? The founding times? fathers would have never been okay with what they're seeing right now, which is tyranny on our land once again. Mm. And the Second Amendment was put in place. We already pushed back the tyrants once, 
and we didn't give up. We clung to our, our guns. Who's the tyranny from? The tyranny was from the monarchy. We no, but now. Back. And now we're seeing an overreaching government. We're seeing a lying media lying to us, taking our livelihoods away with COVID restrictions mm. and imposing all of that on our children and on our families and on our education. And we don't want to have to throw back the tyrants again, but they put that in place to pre prevent us from having to do that, to protect us. I will tell you this as a mother, mm. I'm horrified to see anybody hurt, but I don't know, you're, you haven't been on the streets of America lately. Oh, I have, yeah. The crime have. is out of control. I've seen it. It's not safe to walk down these Democrat-controlled mm. cities. And, uh, by the way, I'm not no, making... No, no, no. The murder, you, you can understand. be raped and murdered on the subway. I am not, by the way, I'm and not I'll making... And I'll tell you what, let me tell... Let me, let me just, let me let just, let me just on that point. My thought. Okay. I am a much better mother that I have firearms and can protect my family. Mm. And I will protect my family. You call 911 right now, you can't get someone to show up at your house, Pierce, and there's crime and violence happening on our streets and we need to protect our own families. Okay, but here's my, here's my question for you. I don't dispute anything you've just said. What I would say is this. Something has to be done. We can agree on this, right? A Fox News poll revealed that 87% of Americans back stricter background checks. 81% agreed the legal age to buy a gun should be raised to 21 80% agreed that anyone who buys a gun should go for a mental health assessment. 80% want police to take guns from people considered a danger to themselves. 77% want a 30-day waiting off period for all gun purchases. Okay, that yeah. doesn't surprise me because this is a... a Would you support those? Fox News is a globalist network pushing a globalist agenda, and the globalists want to make sure... Fox News is watched by a lot of gun owners. Fox News is a globalist network mm. run by globalists who want to bring down our constitution and take away our second. So everybody who took you know part what? in that independent you can, poll you can is a globalist. No, Come but off Fox, it, Carrie. Fox News is a globalist network. Just, let's just face it. We all know the truth here. I don't think Does Fox News is a globalist it network. It's the biggest conservative network in the country. Well, they got most they, of they it's, fired Tucker Carlson. Most of it, well, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that, but most of its most of its viewers, I suspect, would have a pro-gun view. You, you and yet, eighty percent of them want all these new measures brought in. Would you not agree with any of them? If you pass any of those and make those laws, they're unconstitutional. We have a constitution. So you wouldn't bring in anything. The constitution is not going anywhere. I understand that. Would you not bring in any new regulations? No. I'm not going to change the Second Amendment, our constitutional rights, just like I don't change the First Amendment. You don't even want background checks. I don't want to change our constitution. Carrie, not even background checks? Pierce, our, our Second of Amendment Americans is protecting checks. us. Our Second Amendment allows me to protect my family. It allows me to protect my children. And right now, we're living in a very dangerous place. I'm sure the streets of London aren't safe either, but the streets of America. Mm -hmm. You go to Portland, you go to San Francisco, L.A., Phoenix, and you wouldn't dare walk down the street at night, even in the middle of broad daylight, and feel safe. You're not safe in okay, the well, look, streets. Look at this. You see what these are? Do you know what they are? What is it? Kinder Surprise chocolate egg. So the thing about the surprises, there are little toys inside the chocolate eggs. I've got two of them here. These are legal here, so I'm allowed to use them. Um, and they were very popular in America. And then they got banned. They're illegal in America because the CDC decided that the toys inside, because they were buried inside were the chocolate... Hazard or a choking hazard. Guess and... what? The CDC also is the one who forced masks on our children's faces. Right, but here's my point. Pierce, the CDC forced masks here's on my our point, children's Karen. faces for two years. I know. You wanted me, to, two you wanted me to answer the I question. I don't care what the CDC says. Okay. They do not control a Second Amendment. Let me ask you. Do you think they should be banned? Uh, probably not. I think we're overarching with our, with our CDC. A British Prime Minister 
told me. This is a true story. Is this what we're going to talk about? No, no, no. We're all the way here in London and we want to talk about little chocolate eggs, really? Actually, is... the relevance is this. A British prime minister told me recently that he was stopped at LAX airport and he had his Kinder Surprise chocolate eggs confiscated because they were a danger to children. And yet the number one killer of children now in America is guns. And yet... America will not regulate guns, one, but they regulate chocolate eggs. The number one killer, and I simply ask, why? The number one killer of young people, and I call young people 20 and younger, is mm. fentanyl. And it's pouring across our southern border, and no one seems to give a... That's day. not true. The number one killer is guns. No, number one killer is fentanyl no, of our young number people. Number one killer of children is well, guns. Well, we can disagree on that. Well, it's, not, it's a fact. It's not. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, worried, I'm worried as a mother about the fentanyl killing Did our young people. Did you not find that extraordinary? I think it's ridiculous. That a Kinder Surprise chocolate egg is banned in America this because it may choke kids. how out of touch these, these government agencies like the CDC and the ATF are. They're completely out of touch. They're wasting their time on that. Meanwhile, they're imposing mask guidelines and, and forcing our beautiful children to have masks on their face. Mm. That's how out of touch the CDC is. We need to take away the CDC's power. They're out of touch. They're completely out of touch. You want to regulate the CDC? I want to take away their power. They're an mm. agency. They have no power over us, and they're trying to impose power. But just finally on guns, you wouldn't want to implement any of these things which 80% of what people What I want to do with Fox our guns is do. protect our Second Amendment at all costs. And you wouldn't bring in any new regulations at all? I don't see new regulations coming in now. They're, they're unconstitutional. Pierce, even if somebody in Congress wanted to... Where does it say in the Constitution wait, 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 wait. you can't bring in new regulations? That shall not be infringed. Our right. Second Amendment shall not be that infringed. That means you can't ever change it at all? Listen... You it's already an amendment. You can try if you want, but good luck, because it's a Second Amendment, it's enshrined in our Constitution, it's a God-given right, and we're not going to give it up. The how do you stop the mass shootings if you never do anything to this stop This is how you stop them. We start to address mental illness. We're not addressing that. Our children are under a lot of stress right now. The world is a dangerous place. Our children are feeling distress. They're going to school. They're being psychologically abused in school with indoctrination. We're also seeing all kinds of violence on the streets. The ch our children are feeling that as well. COVID was difficult for our children. Our young people are suffering. And instead of going after and discussing mental illness mm. and trying to find some answers to that, we put, push big pharma on them and we over... We have the same... No, no, no. We give them too many meds. Here's my answer you to can't you. talk about big pharma just like you can't talk about the talk military about industrial complex about like. because they control the media. Carrie, you nobody controls me. You cannot talk about big pharma. Famously, nobody controls me. You right. cannot, no, 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 you can't talk about big pharma right now. You can't talk about how dangerous the vaccines are. You can't talk about I how dangerous the I don't think the vaccines the were are. dangerous. Really? No. You're not seeing some of the consequences? No, I think the vaccines actually were remarkably safe. Okay. Let's talk about something we could probably agree on. Is Joe Biden too old to be running for president? I don't think age is a factor, just as I don't think you're old, too old to be a news anchor. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't aware this was a talk. But it, what it is more <laughs> is a mental state and a cognitive ability. And I think that we knew going into this that cognitively he wasn't prepared. And more horrifying than his cognitive ability is his ethics. Mm. He's unethical. He's taken payouts from the CCP. He's taken money from Ukraine. He's, in my opinion, acted in a criminal manner against the people of America. He's supposed to be protecting our citizens. He's supposed to be representing America. And he's shown more allegiance toward the CCP and Ukraine. It has nothing to do with his age. I, uh, my father was a very sound mind right up until his death. 
You could not say he had one slip in cognitive ability. But Joe Biden cognitively is not prepared for what he has coming at him. And more importantly, I think he's, he's got blood on his hands with the way he's handled so who should a, take a, a, him the on, border From the Republicans, Carrie, who should take him on? Who's got the best chance of beating him? Of course, you know the answer to that. We well, think it's Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. But I would argue, genuinely, and I've known Trump a long time, as you know, I would argue he might be the only way the Democrats win the next That's election. That's complete baloney. It's hogwash. Like we did last time. It's hogwash. They've beaten him once. It's hogwash. Really, nobody in America believes that election was fair. Joe I Biden do. didn't win 80... Well, you're not in America. <laughs> Let me remind you. Hang on. I do believe that, but not only... Well, never mind me. So do a lot of senior Republicans. OK. Well, well they do. Uh, you know, 81 million votes is impossible. Joe Biden didn't garner 81 million he, votes. He did. It was a free and fair election, and he won. Well, you can say that a million times. It doesn't make it true. Well, it's like your election in Arizona. Same thing. Do you, really, do you really want to argue about the elections? I'm happy to. Only that you and Trump both refuse to accept the result of democratic elections. And I say to you, in all sincerity, I think it's a, it's a, it's a vote-losing premise. Fine. That's fine. To I keep saying, that. I didn't lose when you did. You're better off going, Pierce, I lost I, that time, next time I'm going to win. Pierce, I totally understand that. I understand what you're saying. And I would just ask this. When you voted, when was the last time you voted? Here? Yes. Uh, in the last election. Okay, so you voted. If you'd shown up and they said, you're going to wait five hours, and 61% of the polling locations had non-functioning equipment, you waited five hours, you showed up to vote, and the tabulator refused your ballot, and they said, you know what, go down the road, you, drive to Carrie, you have to prove Would you this. be okay with that? You have to prove all we this. We have proven you it. You haven't proven we it. We have proven it. You haven't. It's been independently established, you haven't proven these I allegations. Were, I wish you were there. I wish you, you say were. you were robbed. Trump says he was I've looked Trump in the face, and I've liked Donald personally a long time. But I said to him, I don't know why you keep saying you won the 2020. Nobody wants it. to go back. I... Look forward. Offer America a, a positive future. Give them a reason to vote for it's you wonderful. next time. Stop banging on about 2020. The reason and to you, I people... say, you're a rising... You can, look, you're great on TV. You're very personable. You're very confident. You had a little setback when you lost. Why don't you just say, you know what? All the greats lose. All the great sports people talk about the power of losing and then winning again and coming back. Why not take that position rather than saying, you know what? I'm just not going to accept it. I'm going to take my toys and run off home well, and you're not going to play with them anymore. I'm sorry that's how you see it. I, well, I, I, I am sorry you, know what you see I mean. it that way. I'm sorry you see it that way. The way that I see it and what I'm fighting for are the people of Arizona. And their vote was taken from them. We, we have corrupt you, you elections. You have to prove it, Karen. May I speak? You may. We have corrupt election officials. We have corrupt elections. They printed the wrong image on the ballot on election day. Why has it not been established independently? It That's has been. They, and the, Maricopa County hasn't, has not rebutted that. Mm. They haven't. They have not denied that. And so I encourage you to take a look at Do our Do you want case. to be senator in Arizona? I, I'd love you to go to my Rumble page and take a look at our court case and see how it played out. I've you followed it. You didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, OK, let me ask you, you. You've scratched a little bit of the surface to act like you're aware of what's happening, but you're No, I just said that like Donald Trump, you've got to produce the hard evidence or you've got to stop we ha claiming no, what we've got you to were do, robbed of Pierce, the election. What we've got to do is fight for fair elections so that every voter, I don't care if they're the America most America has liberal, some of the fairest elections care in the world. That's, that's completely You do. Country. Your system is incredibly We vote fair. for 28 days in Arizona. We count for 14 days. Mm. That's ripe for fraud. Do you want to be senator of I Arizona? I want to see Let fair me ask and you. free on. elections. Answer my question. 
And, you want to be joining I'm the not, Senate? I, I'm not sure what my future holds, to be honest. I'm working right now on our election case. That's the center of my Would you like to right be now. Senator of Arizona? And, and if for some reason we don't get a fair outcome in our election, I will run for Senate, most likely. You will? Most likely. So you're declaring now? No, I'm saying most likely if we don't have a fair outcome in our election case that I may consider running for Senate. And if Donald, right Trump, now, if Donald Trump says to you he wants you to be his running mate, <laughs> what do you say? We've had this conversation. Come on. I said, if the royal family invites you in and they want you to come in... I said yes. You said yes. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Would you, know you do it, though? I don't think President Trump needs a vice president. He's that powerful well, he's as gonna a leader. he's going to have to have if he runs. He's that powerful as a leader, he doesn't really need one. Mm -hmm. But I do hope he picks somebody who the media fears more than they fear him. Is that you? And you know why I think he should do that? because then they'll stop trying to take him down. He's the one man fighting for us in America. You may not see it here across the pond, as they say. No. He's the one man who's been fighting for us, and they have been gunning for him since day one. The media's been lying about him since day one with bogus, phony, BS stories. And now they're doing a bunch of bogus, phony cases against him. Mm. And the American people are onto it. They recognize he's the one man that's standing in that gap to protect the people of America. I don't think they're bogus And stories. I love, you know what, frankly... I, I, thought the, I thought the Stormy Daniels indictment was a, a stupid thing to go after him about. I think a, an ex-president paying hush money to a porn star to cover up on, an that's, affair that's is not a serious enough thing for him to be indicted over. However, I do think some of the other legal issues he's in are really serious, potentially. I think, I think what it does is it allows you to say what you just said. Keep this in the media. We'll keep it in the media. We can talk about porn stars. I don't have a we dog in the race. We can talk about uh, aging, care, whatever. We can talk about all this stuff, and it keeps it out there as a reminder to people, little, little brainworms going into people's heads to try to turn them against Trump. They're not going to be turned against Trump because the people of America know he's fighting for us. The people who hate Trump, the globalists, he's got, he's got the right kind of enemies. It sounds like you're making a little campaign ad to, got the, to right, the president to be his no, running no, no. mate. He's got the right kind of enemies, and I'm fighting for him. You know why I'm fighting for him? Mm. You know why I'm out here speaking for him? has nothing to do with me. I want nothing. I want nothing in return. Have you practiced your first vice president's speech? I want nothing in return for me speaking up for him other than I want my country back. I want my children to live in an America where we have our freedoms and our liberties intact. And we're this close to losing that. And it scares the hell out of me as a mother. I'm just a mom. I'm truly a citizen who decided to step forward and run for office. And I've been attacked by the media. I sit down, I get hostile interviews, and I take every little bit This is bit not a hostile interview. No, this is actually a little more polite. You've got the British polite. Thank you. Which is great. Um, but I don't care what people call me. I care about my country, and we're on the verge of losing it. And I would hope that here in Britain, if you guys were facing the same fate, mm. that you would be standing up for your country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love people to stand up for their country. Carrie, it's great to meet you in my country. Likewise. Thank you for coming in. It's wonderful here. I'll be you. watching what happens with you with great interest. Thank you. Good to see you. Here's a Kinder Egg. <laughs> you can't, you can't have them back home because they might, they might be harmful to children. <laughs> Good to see you. Time for a break. Back in a few minutes. Welcome back to my pack, Esther, Rosanna and Kevin. We'll be watching that interview with Carrie Lake. Interesting character, feisty, mm. a tough cookie who's clearly going places in America. But it's interesting, isn't it, this cultural divide. She finds our monarchy pretty bonkers and the whole thing behind it. Mm. We find their, their gun violence 
and the lack of willing to do much about it. Yeah. Pretty bonkers. Like, what do you make of it? I, I may be no supporter of the monarchy, but it doesn't kill people the way guns do in the US, <laughs> uh, USA. I think she's a gift for the Democrats. She was wrong on, on deaths. You were right. I fact-checked it on uh, guns being the main yeah, killer of younger children people. Children 1 to 18, yeah. the highest yeah. uh, amount of yeah. children she, killed in that age group were by guns in she, 2021. But she was absolutely certain in her ignorance and uh, being incorrect. Then I just thought it was ridiculous big pharma somehow uh, mm. controlling the world. I mean, it's just... It's just so well, Rosetta, it seems to be this constant sense of conspiracy. Everything's a conspiracy. I'm involved in it. People are telling me what to do. It's for the record. Nobody at Fox ever tells what to do or say on this show. Um, everyone's involved in some weird conspiracy against her, against Donald Trump. I, I just think... I find that quite exhausting, that it, narrative. It's not only lazy as hell, whataboutery, you know, mm, blaming other yeah. issues rather than looking at the issue at hand, but it's also deeply, deeply concerning, you know, for journalists, for citizens as well. I try to respect that there are different cultural views in America, Second Amendment, gun rights. I appreciate they're different from the UK in these matters. But when you see somebody subverting truth like that, somebody who was formerly a news anchor, I think it's terribly dangerous and terribly concerning. And because, Esther, I mean, look, yeah. when you see... I, I learned the hard way about the gun debate in America. They don't want to hear British people telling them what to do with their laws, right? So I, okay, I get that. We wouldn't like it the other way around either. But when you present a Kinder Surprise chocolate yeah. egg and you know they're banned because they're dangerous to kids, but the biggest killer of kids is guns and nothing gets done and we see these endless school shootings, you just think, well, I when mean, does common sense kick in? To be gracious to her, as far as I can be, she did talk about the mental health issue because the, the, the reality is there are too many people that shouldn't have guns, crazy people that And obviously have that's guns. true, but we exactly. have mental health issues but, here. But she just skated over the issue. OK, if you're going to take that angle, what exactly do mm. you plan on doing with the mental health and tackling this issue that doesn't infringe upon gun rights? Because mm. it still does, one way or another. And I think that's the point she didn't make. She should have won Arizona. I used to live there. Yeah. It's blue yeah. in the but middle you know, the and truth, red everywhere The truth else. is, but she lost in Arizona. And Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Yeah. And I don't know why they keep banging on mm. about it or trying to sort of deny democracy. Yep. It doesn't do them any favours. I think independents are sick of them doing it. And it's not good for American democracy. Yeah. Everyone no. keeps denying results of election. Pack, got to leave it there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That's it from me. Whatever you're up to, keep it uncensored. Good night. <laughs>